welcome back to the show that is breaking his leg, but we're going to finish the count anyways. It's Pro Grapplers. Introducing first, I am a very, very bad man, and I'm sorry for the things I've done. Will you forgive me, kids? Yay. I am Amazing Jason Sigler, and my opponent, he is a very, very bad man, and it's our fault for not realizing that. He is Steve the Shit Kicker Shitty. Wait, wait. Am, am I Kevin Owens? Yes. Oh, okay. Formerly the Big O. For two weeks, a thing we got to enjoy. Yeah. And now... Let's start this off by pissing Steve off right from the get-go. No, we're not going to piss you off. We're going to go back. So, uh, my first thing, did you did you have any any inkling what I was talking about? The breaking a leg and finishing oh, the game? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I saw the, the, the pictures last night. Man, Ooh. dude's a baller. Oh, God, yeah. it's not even like a, oh, man, I, I broke my ankle, I think, and I'm going to finish the count. It's like, no, 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 you can see his leg broken, and he finishes the three count. Uh, NXT referee, I do not have his name right now, but uh, it, he is he is being lauded today by NXT and really the wrestling world for finishing a three count after he got down to count and broke just leg just breaks. It looks did, nasty. Did I haven't seen the actual match. Did he take a bump, or did he just go weird, like? I don't do, know. Do I, I have I not to worry seen... every time I get down now that that could happen to me? Because I'm sure he's in uh, better I mean, shape should... than I am. Yeah, you should be worried about that anyways. Every time I get down to play with my son, every time I get up, I'm just like, well, this could be the last one. <laughs> and then I stand up. I'm like, all right, not this time. <laughs> not today. Where are we going? But someday. I mean, Soon. that's that's my life uh, as a, a decrepit 37-year-old man. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in motion, so I don't know if he broke it doing a bump or got down in a weird way. I don't know exactly how it was done. I just know that it's broken. And he finished a three count. And meanwhile, a uh, ref on Raw can't finish a three count because the shoulders, uh, they're, down, they're down. But I, uh, this is not the finish of the match, so I'm not going to count. So, yeah. Hats off to that referee. Well done. Moving on to the week that was. I mentioned some, some very bad men, and we'll talk about them. Uh, the first one I think we have to get off our chest is the baddest of men. He's a brand new guy on the block. Meet Robert Rude. (laughs) He is bad. He's made a whole lot of fatherless children across the Midwest, apparently. Robert Rude is here to keep your mom happy. (laughs) Because your dad left. (laughs) Robert Rude became an instant meme the moment he showed up. Before the show even started, because it was an off-air thing. Uh, showing up with that stash and saying, you know, I'm I'm, I'm now Robert Rude. Uh, broke, the, got that loose, uh, that dead weight off my shoulders that was Chad Gable. Yeah, right. And now I can finally be me. And he comes out and he still has the glorious music, which sucks. I think they'll eventually maybe change that like they did to Shinsuke. And uh, he actually won the match. I was worried they were going to do him dirty. I thought they were going to say... No, no, you still lose matches. You're just, you know, meaner about it now. But no, he sent Ricochet into the turnbuckle and and got the a little bit of a dirty win. Not as dirty as I want, but it was it was a good start for Robert. Oh yeah, I'm actually very excited about this. It does. On on the one hand, it sucks that WWE is so ingrained in its past that if they hear somebody has the same last name of something that worked before, they're going to do that exact exact same thing. But. Rick Rude was great. 
and Robert Roode could be equally great. He has the potential. We've needed something for him because it. <sighs> there are there's a lot of wasted potential in the WWE locker room, but none of it was so visually depressing as Bobby Roode walking out out to the ring every time. Well, and it was made doubly depressing by having a partner that did the exact same thing that he did. Yeah, and looking like his son. <laughs> Just not none of that was good. So yeah, I. I We've been wanting him to turn heel for a while, and now he's done it definitively with a new name, new quote-unquote gimmick. And I, I, I liken it to when they turned Bobby Lashley. It was not just a, you know, oh, now I'm going to get the crowd to boo me. Oh, I'm obviously the bad guy. No, no, no. He beat the holy hell out of Kevin Owens and put him on the injured list. Uh, so I, I, I like that they, they, made, they made a statement of it. It wasn't just, oh, now he's Robert Roode, and see, he still loses matches, but he's... He's got a mustache. He's Robert Roode. It's like no, but let's let's do this right. So I I, I was happy to see that. Um, we also have a, a slight name change again. We uh we're introduced to the Viking experience this past week. This week we meet the Viking Raiders. This is the name I said they should have done last week. So I think that's I what we both it. said. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we both we, get twenty bucks. Uh, there you go. I, you're all about twenty bucks today. I don't know what twenty bucks is going to buy you today, but you're you're saving up your money for something. 20 bucks is going to get it. I got to get that Mortal Kombat, Kombat DLC when it comes out soon. Ah, there you go. There it is. It was featuring Ronda Rousey, who I've heard is the worst part of that game. Oh, she's so bad. <laughs> yeah, her voice acting is very bad. Luckily, Sonya Blade does not show up much in the game from what I've heard. So, but it, She shows up every time you play against someone playing Sonya Blade. and uh, Yeah, the meta hasn't shaken well, out yet, so I hope she's not very good. All right. Well, uh, moving on. Uh, so we, we talked about the Viking Raiders. Uh, supposedly, it's possible they may have actually changed their name again. They sent out some survey and they re- they re- referenced them as... Uh, uh, oh, crap. The Viking, Viking Warriors. Raiders. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The Viking Warriors. Yeah. So it's possible we may be seeing that on Monday. Uh, I hope not. I Let's just stick with the Viking Raiders. There were War Raiders on NXT this week. Let's just... It's all stupid. Who cares? Move forward. They, uh, I, th- I think they were supposed to get a, a, a rub off of the, the Lucha House Party came out. And once again, we have to wrestle Lucha House Party rules. So they all three get to wrestle. And then, no, we're not going to start the match. We're just going to throw you at each other until the ref says stop. There was a lot of hitting dudes with other dudes this week in wrestling. Well, to, to be fair, the Viking Raiders slash War Raiders were on two different shows. And that's kind of their thing. So uh, yeah. they, they made up a large quotient of that. They but, did. but yes, um, AJ Styles, I, I do want to quickly mention AJ Styles because he was to me, I won't say hot boogers on a plate, cold boogers on a plate, even on, on SmackDown. Cause I, it, he, he was just Smackdown, getting to a, was on Raw. No, no, no. But on SmackDown before, Oh, okay. he okay. was definitely in a spot where he was a known quantity. You knew what you're going to get when he came to the ring. You knew what he's going to get when he was in a, a feud, uh, his stuff with Orton at, at WrestleMania, and yeah, Mania before kind of building up to was good, but then the match was what it was. So I did not expect the AJ Styles that we got on Raw this Monday, and I am very encouraged for his match with Rollins. Uh, I hope it's not a typical AJ Styles match. I hope they do indeed burn it down. Maybe I'm just a little more plus on AJ Styles than you are. Yes, he's a known quantity, but he's known quality. So he, that's true. But like the finishes of his matches, like all the screwy finishes with Kevin Owens and that was a year uh, ago. 
So what? That's like all he's done since then. No, he hasn't really. He's had some good feuds. I really liked the Samoa Joe feud. I will just say that I, okay, catching Ray off of a, a the drop the dime into a power bomb, power bombing him again, and then doing a Styles Clash on Samoa Joe, is a very good way to get me on your side. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm I just wasn't I love surprised that combo. by it. Yes, but, I I I was surprised by it because that that. That looked like it sucked for Ray, like five, yeah. five different ways. <laughs> but that was, uh, I never want to go belly to belly with Samoa Joe, especially no, forcibly. No, no. I uh, yeah. So that 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 was good. And then he uh, beat Corbin. So he, like I said, facing Seth for the championship next. Uh, anything that keeps Baron Corbin away from the main event picture, please. Uh, he's fine. Just give it, give him new wrestling gear, and I'll accept him probably twenty five percent more. Just. Please stop with that. Uh, the other big thing on Raw that we have to talk about, and I mentioned in the intro, is the reemergence. Finally, we, we found out what the puppets were all about. It is Bray Wyatt. He is back. He is here in the Firefly Funhouse. And what do we think about that? Because I think it's, I, I, as long as it, it plays out quickly and doesn't just meander with this same segment or any segment for the next like two or three months, I, I am all in for this. They're going full Candle Cove on this, I hope. And that could be cool. What is Candle Cove? You don't... Oh. Jason Sigler? Quick explanation. Quick. Okay. I'm assuming you're asking me this for uh, the benefit of our listeners who aren't from Digital Strips. Because you, as a webcon and a connoisseur, should know of Chris Straub, creator extraordinaire's amazing uh, work, Candle Cove. It was just a little uh, short story he wrote about a kid show that was terrifying. Google okay. Candle Cove. It's awesome. I mean, I've, I know his stuff, and I know his stuff is very unsettling. Uh, local Local 53 or whatever, that the video stuff that he does is really creepy. Uh, I've not seen this one, so I, I yeah, I, I would look that up. But outside of that, this, I think, was very creepy, and I... The person that did it, the, the people that produced it definitely knew what they were doing, but I, there I, just feel like there's unintentional creepiness. There's stuff that's, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. But the, the gloves on the face that say harm and heal or hurt and heal and the chainsaw with the kids program and the creepy ass puppets that sound like not kids characters, it, it all worked. And I, I also love seeing Bray, who is giant now and he cut down the beard and it's it, it, i just love the whole look and i really hope it works for him this time because that is a man that deserves to get a win and uh, not just a win in a match but like just come on yeah he, I want to cheer he, for that man he should he should be somewhere more prominent and so hopefully this works out for him uh if he's going to look like this though uh i'm sorry bo dallas but you need to do something different with your look because they they look very similar being brothers and uh, when I would love to see them both side by side wearing the same sweater because Bo Dallas would not look like a creepy monster. He would just look like a, a, a pudgy dude in a sweater. So, you know, it, it's a fine line that he walks. That, that's a testament to Br- uh, Bray Wyatt. But uh, yeah, I, Bo Dallas needs to look different now. Just completely go clean shaven or get a do a mustache and try and be Robert Rude and then get beat up for it. I don't know. Just do something. 
I think even though we've already brought up a bunch of people from NXT, like modern NXT, uh, I think Bo Dallas, like old Bo Dallas, deserves another run. Like he he deserves another shot. I think he could do it this time. Like shave off the beard, just do the full Bo leave, run around the ring. Like I I feel like that could work right now. And yeah, do it. I it's it would definitely make him different than his brother, which you know, like you said, is a is a needed uh, diversion from him. On to SmackDown. I'm not going to talk about a whole lot here because I, I actually thought Raw was the better show this week. Strangely, uh, yes. Not, it definitely had more to talk about as far as moments, and Bray certainly helped with that. But uh, we also got a number one contenders match for the women's title after Becky came out and you know shouted down Charlotte for a bit. Bailey decided, oh wait, I'm supposed to have an edge here on SmackDown, so I'm going to fight you. And so Charlotte and Bailey fought for that spot, and I th- I thought it was a pretty good match, and I, I liked the the intensity from Bailey. Like, I don't know if that's coming from actual animosity slash anger from Sasha Banks kind of walking out and doing her thing or just deciding I, I this is what I have to do now that she's gone. Whatever it is, it was a good match, and I, I like the intensity from both women. Yeah, it was good. I would have liked to see Bailey win just because I need to take a breath from the Charlotte-Becky Feud. It would be nice to be some see someone else in there, just kind of mix things up a little bit. But it is what it is. You are absolutely correct, and I also do like that Becky did mention that. Like she says, you know, like oh come on, Charlotte, God, let's let's move on to to Ember and and uh, I guess Naomi's not there anymore. I'm trying all the other women, uh, Deville, like all all the women that deserve a shot besides you. Let's let's move past this. So it it. It's funny that they kind of set that up with her saying it, but yeah, it's definitely time to move on. Let's let's I I, I do kind of wonder if they're gonna they gave us our Becky moment and now they're gonna split the titles again and Charlotte's just gonna be SmackDown champion and Lacey will be Raw champion and Becky's goes back to chasing. Yeah. I it I I do think she's gonna lose one of the belts at uh, Money in the Bank. I don't know if she'll lose both. Yeah, it, it's 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 always sad to know that nothing is permanent in life, and the good things that we get just can't last. But... Very good segue to <laughs> Kevin Owens. Yeah, good good point. Man, we this all knew is it sad. was going to happen. We all knew it, it was coming. We didn't know when. We you hoped it would be past when Big E came back, and there would be. Some fun back and forth there before he turned, and no, no, we're just gonna do it the next week. And I, I again, it feels like they're kind of screwing with Kevin Owens' alignments and uh, motivations just because of booking decisions. But it, it is what it is. He was gonna turn eventually, so yeah. He decides he's had enough after. I, I like the uh, explanation that Xavier Woods uh, on the commentary that he and K- Big O have before the match finishes. Xavier mentions that he was WWE champion. He's like, actually, I'll correct you. I was universal champion. That, that, okay. That, yeah. And, and I like that. That was like the thing that set him off. And he just snapped once he heard that and he just couldn't <laughs> deal with it. And so he co- kicked Kofi in the face. Yeah. I. You want to see it go longer. I want it. Well, so what I, I understand. So where's the, the backstreet back scenes, scuttlebutt or whatever is that, they wanted this to last longer, but they needed a a, a feud to fill the place of uh, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, thank you. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. But 
you, they spent so much time hyping up the Kevin Owens face every man, and everyone was really excited for uh, a face run. And two weeks isn't a run; it's just not a thing. And you know there are other heels like okay, so Daniel Bryan can't do it. Keep the belt on Kofi longer. Have him fight Andrade for a series. Have him fight. Heck, bring Sami Zayn over. There's a lot of heels that he could fight. And uh, yeah, and then and have Kevin Owens do other stuff and build this up and really make this t- turn mean something. So not only is all the buildup wasted, but this moment is wasted, and it's just not. It's just not good. It's it it. Speaks to a lot of the problems that the WWE have when they scramble. They look for uh, the next. They're always trying to move up to the next big beat, rather than just maybe let let things simmer and just find a placeholder, which is what I think they should have done in this case. I agree. I I would have liked to have seen Big O really go for weeks, and we we, we kind of get almost complacent with how comfortable he is in this role now. And then Big E finally makes a return on screen. At least he's not wrestling necessarily, but, and we get the animosity and then, then he turns and it makes us mean so much more. Uh, we're, we're conflicted in it because we wanted to see him stay good. Cause we we're having so much fun with it, but yeah, to, uh, cutting it off just after a week is, it seems like something else was up here and it just shows no, no patience, no, uh, it makes me worry for, and you said this last week, for SmackDown going forward, like the new people that are in charge, Fox coming in in October. Like, I, I worry what that show will be like when that happens because, uh, yeah, just give, just give it a little time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just get, we've proven we'll stick around. Yes. And we hope you'll do the same because we'll be back after the break. And we're back to talk about Drew Gulak because we should really talk about Drew Gulak more. I finally got to watch 205 Live this week and it featured Drew Gulak kicking off the show and also having a match right after that. And that is a very good thing because I love Drew Gulak. Uh, He also opens it up by basically just he's just there and he's just explaining what's going to be on the show that night. And I think they should do that for every single show they have. I think Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views. Just let Drew Gulak open it up and tell us what's going to happen. Okay, yeah, sure. That that sounds fun. I it's just he's he's he is so much better than they give him credit for. Like he he, I I know they know what they've got in him, and I, hopefully they're smart enough to keep him around and put a title on him eventually. But he he is just he's just a great talent in the ring, out of the ring, and he's just one of those guys that they you know should rely on more. I think. Yeah, so, but he loses. He loses his match to Humberto Carrillo. So, well, Carrillo's going to be the star of the future. So, it is what it is. He he very much is, and uh, he they've done a, a teacher student kind of thing where Gulak is his teacher, and at one point Carrillo goes uh, clambering up the turnbuckle from the floor and just like stands up there, and Drew Gulak is not like knocked down. He's not going to jump on him, and Carrillo just stands up there just like waving at him, <laughs> and Gulak of course is you know like the grounded cruiserweight he's like get down here get down here. and Korea's like no you come up here and they just do that for a while it's like no wrestling is happening right now we're just looking at a guy up on a high spot waving down at his his teacher 
ostensibly so um and also he yells at him at one point uh he uses the bottom rope for something and he says only use this rope the bottom one only (laughs) (laughs) it's just like a a very scared dad of the son that's going to finally discover you know jumping and, and, and leave yeah it's it's I, I, like I said, Drew Gulak is a treasure, and I'm I'm glad I got to watch this just so I could see more of him. I now that I realize I'm missing Drew Gulak on 205 Live every week, and I remember how much I missed that. I'm going to make an effort to watch that show just so I can hopefully see him. Uh, Oni Lorcan and Arya Davari fought for the number one contender spot for Tony Nese's title, and uh, Oni Lorcan came up on the losing side of that one. So Davari and Nice for the title somewhere. Uh, Davari's a decent heel right now. He's not, you know, next level, but it's it it's okay stuff. It's a forty five minute show. If you've got time, I highly recommend you watch the two oh five live. It's very, very good. Yeah, here's the problem though. They also have two other very, very good forty five minute shows that I need to watch. Yeah. I t- trust me, I get I get that. I I had some extra time this week, so I got to watch everything. That is not usually the case, and actually, the other ones are not forty five. The NXT is almost always close to an hour, that's, if not over. Yeah, that's true. And NXT UK is pretty close. I will say that they the first airing of NXT UK happens now. They've moved the time slot back to uh, three p.m. in the afternoon Eastern time. So I'm actually able to watch it while I'm working from home that day before I go pick my daughter up at the bus, and it works out perfect timing. They, they at one point it moved back up to four and so i was like no that doesn't work out for me anymore and now they moved it back to three so i i appreciate that WWE network thank you for streaming that episode when i can watch it uh makes it makes it easier to catch everything in a week i'm sure it showed up on their uh oh <laughs> i'm sure you showed up on their charts and they're like okay we got sigler back okay we can this was the right decision i'm in the algorithm and I'm breaking it. Uh, Cassius Ono continues to win because he's new to the brand of NXT UK. And his his look was weird this week. He was black on black. Like he usually has like the, you know, like the Orlando Magic or some NBA based gear that makes him look like a toddler, but whatever. <laughs> and this one, this one was the same gear, but it was like, it was just black on black. And it made him look like he was cross-dressing. And if that's what you're going for, fine. But I don't think that's what he was going for. So I... It was just a weird look. Yeah. Um, is it because there are no basketball teams in the UK? Is that the problem? Yeah. Possibly. I, I don't know. I If he goes white on white next week, then we'll know that he's, yeah, he's probably leaving the basketball thing behind in the States. Uh, and then yellow on yellow. His thing is, just, I wear colors. He is a very colorful dressing man. So that's, that's his thing. But it, yeah, it looked weird. Uh, Mustache Mountain also wrestled, and that's always a fun time. You actually got to see uh, Tyler Bate wrestle twice. If you watched um, Worlds Collide from uh, last week, and I'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, yeah, uh, you get to see a lot of your favorites this week if you watched everything. And again, that's almost impossible. NXT featured the uh, War Raiders. Yes, the War Raiders. They fought the Street Profits. Uh, this was Street Profits basically fighting for that number one contender's spot-ish. Kind of basically this would prove to us that you deserve a title shot. And unfortunately they lost. And uh, they're doing something else with the Street Profits. Because they are, especially Montez Ford. He is too over to for them not to be pushing them in some way. Like they're not just completely burying and forgetting about them. 
the match starts with the Royal Raiders. Uh, great camera work. The Royal Raiders, the, the camera's on them, tight, doing their pose and everything on the stage. And then they come walking down, and we're right on them, tight in their face. And then their eyes get really big, and all of a sudden Montez's Ford ass comes flying into the shot. <laughs> and he just jumped over the top rope and landed on them. <laughs> and they both go down, of course. And he looks around just like, did that work? Whoa! <laughs> it's a... Uh, it, Ford is is amazing, and yeah, if you don't if you don't believe in the street profits, then you don't believe in tag team wrestling. <laughs> oh, I, good thing I'm Vince McMahon. Damn it! <laughs> you have to say damn it more. I haven't seen your strut. I haven't seen you walk a whole lot, but I'm guessing you don't strut like oh, that, that's decent. You just gotta imagine your arms don't have any bones in them, and just let them flop around with with purpose. Yeah, that's that's a big part of it. It looks like at least. I I also love NXT because they're so good at making the world coherent and cohesive and everything in the show somehow can work all all together and you don't even notice that they're doing it until like the end of the show and it's like, "Oh, that guy showed up because of course he did." So, uh Matt Riddle's doing a photo shoot backstage. He ruffles Cole's uh, Adam Cole's feathers because he's you know he's literally just there. He's every everybody gets pissed off at Matt Riddle for being who he is, and I love that. It's like RVD; they would get so pissed off at RVD just for being so cool and being he didn't care about anything, and everybody else was so uptight that that made them pissed off. And that's Matt Riddle; he's literally going in to do a photo shoot, and Adam Cole's like, "What are you looking at?" He's like, "Bro, I'm just over here getting ready to do my photo shoot. I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> And yeah, but man, so I, I mean, if I were him, I, or if I were had to work with Matt Riddle, I'd probably get pissed off at him too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't absolutely hate him as a human being, like trying to be friends with him. That's probably true. But so this sets up uh, things for later on in the night when we have Johnny Gargano versus Roderick Strong, which is set up from last week when Johnny challenges you know a member of Undisputed Era, but not Cole so as to kind of piss him off and they have an awesome match i really think roddick strong is a a talent that they don't give enough another one that they don't give enough credit to uh he he'll make you look like a million bucks and he may get the win but he'll probably get the loss and make you look much better for doing so and uh, i think when he moves up to the main roster i think that's unfortunately going to be his spot but i don't know that he really hates that i think he's uh, he knows what hand he is and he's happy with that but anyways so uh, he makes Johnny Gargano look good in the loss, which he wins because Adam Cole gets involved, uh, tries to kick Gargano in the face, hits strong instead. Oh no, what's going on? Or are we fighting? And Matt Riddle is involved as well. He comes back out. So it's it, it just involves so many superstars. Of course, the Undisputed Era, there's four guys there. So, you know, they're all going to get involved some way anyways. But then Riddle gets involved and it's it just becomes... Uh, Riddle and Gargano suddenly are a team, and that, that they'll probably have a tag match next week or something, just because. Johnny Gargano, bro. I mean, nicely done. That's why you're here. Thank you. And uh, finally, I do want to quickly mention again. I did not watch both episodes of it, but I was able to watch some of your favorite show. That's probably a way better way you could get that audio into this show, but. That's not my favorite it show. I haven't is. seen a single minute of any of it. I know. 
I, I, that that was my, your favorite song is what I meant. But um, like I just wanted to throw that to Steve's you a little bit. Song. Nope, current. That's what we're going with. Uh, Worlds Collide featured the cruiserweights this uh, past week. And uh, as I mentioned, we got to see Tyler Bate fighting Brian Kendrick, which was an interesting... Uh, it, they actually show a picture before the match starts of teenage Tyler Bate in the crowd for a Brian Kendrick match. So like what, two years ago? Uh, 2006. 2008, I think, is what they said. Was he a teenager back then? I thought Tyler Bate was like 20. He's, he is 22, I think, now. So, yeah, he was like 13, 12 or 13. Okay, so. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, like really young. Like it's, it's an awesome picture. I, 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 it, was, it was nice that they pulled that out. Um, eye poking became a, a running gag in the match. Like Brian Kendrick did it to him and then Tyler Bate did it to him. And, of course, Brian Kendrick did the, ha-ha, my hand's in front of my face. You can't poke my eyes. And Tyler Bate just did it with one finger. And the crowd was eating it up. It was it worked and Tyler Bate came out on top because come on, big, strong boy. <laughs> Brian Kendrick keeps yelling at the crowd. You didn't tell me he was a big, strong boy. <laughs> <laughs> when that's all they've been chanting the entire time. <laughs> nice. Uh, v- very good stuff. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews wrestle for the second time. If you watch NXT UK, you got to see him there as well. Wrestling mustache mountain, but here they wrestle Davari and Mike Canellis. I'm sorry. Just because. Are you going to be okay? You're sorry, because I it's I mean, he's here to lose. He's not here to win. And I know he'll eventually get a win, and it will be because of the power of love. But until it does, <laughs> there is not Canales losing. I, Jason, I hate to break this to you, but there is not going to be a year-long build-up story in the vein of Becky Lynch where Mike Canellis wins anything. Honestly, there could be, but it would be on 205 Live, and nobody would know about it. So we'll, you wouldn't know about it. Yeah. So why bother? I would tell you about it and you would just say, I'm happy for you. And then just give me a wanking motion. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. And I understand. And I'm okay, I'm okay with that. I've made my peace. Uh, Ligero, or El Ligero, as you told me, uh, wrestled Metalik and Albert Hardy Jr. Now, Albert Hardy is a, uh, he's a newer one to NXT. I've only seen him wrestle once on that brand. Uh, he is... Have you ever seen him wrestle? No, I'm not familiar. ACH, I know they call him. He's what? And play some ACH. ACH. It's Albert something Hardy, whatever his middle name might be. Uh, he is, uh, he's very Apollo Crews-like to, to, to me. This is a, to my untrained eye, seeing him wrestle like twice. But he, he he's very athletic, but he's also very over the top with his mannerisms and his reactions. And I, by the end of the match, I was definitely like, okay, we get it. You're surprised. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was, it, it, I want to see an episode where like, you just break down everyone's gimmick in the most buttholeish, demissive way possible. We get it. You're a cerebral assassin. Are you the one and only? We get it. Ricochet. Come on. You like Vikings? We know. (laughs) This Debbie Downer character as you've given me, but no, that will never be me. Uh, Leguero comes out on top in that match. It's a, it's a, it's a fun contest while it lasts. And then Akira Tozawa takes on Jordan Devlin. And that was a, that was a weird one because it, it seemed like they did not gel. They did not sync up the way you would think 
two guys uh, wrestling it, wrestling any match on WWE programming would, and it definitely seemed like they were kind of off in some moments, and it, it not didn't get injured, luckily, but there's definitely moments where it's like, oh god, that's not supposed to happen. Oh, uh, like a, b- a blind standing moonsault lands with uh, Tazawa's face in Devlin's groin because he, he just didn't look before he did it, and a backbreaker that ends up on the stuff. Bra- he breaks the guy's back over his stomach instead of his knee, and I I don't even know how. I wrote that down. I don't even remember how it looked, but it, yeah, it, it, it but it had some grit to it. It had a it it made the match feel like it was it kind of meant more, and that it kind of seemed like both guys were kind of getting pissed off at each other by the end too. Just like stop doing that. No, you stop doing this. This is where I win. No, I'm supposed to win. <laughs> I love so, the idea of wrestlers just getting pissy with each other. It's I'm at at. It, uh, these two guys, especially especially Jordan Devlin, who you know, kind of has a a pissy way about him, anyways. So yeah, it it worked. Um, and that's that that's what I watched this week. Uh, the women are up next. Well, they were up next. They're, the episode's already on. I just haven't watched it yet. Uh, looks like it has some awesome matchups, like Nikki Cross, Bianca Belair, and uh, Sonya Deville maybe wrestle a match, which sounds awesome. Like yeah, that's yeah, that. it. It really sounds worth it because, you know, we're always talking about all the women. There's so many talented women and they're not doing anything with them. I think this episode of this show does something with them. And so I think it'd be worth watching uh, for that reason. Cool. I won't watch it out <laughs> of time, but <laughs> I'm sorry, wrestling. There's too much of you. Wrestling understands and there's highlights on YouTube for that reason. Yes, and that's mostly what I watch these days, but... And that's that's better than nothing. Um, that's going to do it this week for an episode of Pro Grapplers. We thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. If you liked this episode, you can subscribe. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. Please leave a review if that's possible. And if you like this show, you can listen to our voices on a couple of other shows. We've got Digital Strips, the first and best webcomics podcast on the planet, where we talk about webcomics that we find for each other and read and review and... I have such a backlist, such a backlog of comics to read now. Thanks to that show. Thanks to being a part of that show. So if you've got a comic, you can send it in to digitalstrips at gmail.com and we will be happy to look at it on that show. We also have Today I Learned Nothing, where we talk to each other about our lives. And our lives, eh, in some ways, are funnier than you would think. <laughs> and we, we definitely find some humor in it. Uh, we talk about our, our pasts and our childhood and growing up. Uh, in in Kansas and Idaho and how boring that was. And you can imagine the fun that we had to find in our lives growing up in Kansas and Idaho. So we, we, we have a good time running back our, our lives and seeing where everything went wrong. And I think you'll have fun listening to that as well. You can follow us on Twitter at P grapplers individually. I am at the Jason Sigler individually. I am at Idaho we'll talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport I am Amazing Jason Sigler and I remain Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny we are skipping the backlash moving on to Money in the Bank here on Pro Grapplers Pro Grapplers